Welcome to The 99, Episode 2. This week, we have another special guest. Rock truck and rock star, Duchess to Dozer Man Deej, Chef Steph. This week's guest, Stephanie LaFay. If you like the show, like, comment, rate, subscribe, share, whatever you do when you like a podcast. Just want to provide a bit of a trigger warning for those listening. Um, There's some sensitive topics in here. Um, Suicide, infidelity. We also talk a little bit about the residential schools. And if that's going to trigger you, I just want to make sure you're aware of that. Well, welcome, Stephanie. Hello, Joshua. How are you doing? I'm exhausted, but I'm good. You had quite a busy day? Yeah, I did. Should we talk about that first? Yes. Okay, so today I uh, I did my first wedding. I'm a photographer, kind of, on the side a little bit. I started a business um, last year, and uh, today was my first ever wedding, and that was a long one. That was a, an exhausting day, but oh, I'm so nervous. I'm all red. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad people can't see that. Yeah, it was long. And then I had to rush to get here. And then we ate pizza. And then Josh actually was supposed to make um, buttered chicken, but he messed up. So then I got here and found out that we were having pizza. Yeah. Which was fine. I yeah. ate rice that he made. and then I was pissed. <laughs> Wait, can, can I say a bad word? Yeah. Josh was bitched up. I was all bitched up. <laughs> we'll get to that story later about being bitched up. So photography is something you're into? Uh, it wasn't, to be honest, no, um, I wasn't, I, I could say I have an eye for it, but I started a business, um, and put a lot of money into it. Um, whenever I was with the ex, uh, my child's, my children's father, um, he didn't really want me going back to work to the mine and, uh, we had to figure something out where I could bring in an income and also get out of the house a little bit. Um, for my sanity and to socialize and stuff. Um, and uh, starting a business was the best thing. And, and I think the easiest thing for me was photography because I'm quite picky. There's a lot of things that I see that photographers don't do. And um, yeah, that was the easiest but most expensive thing to do. And then, um, can I swear again? Yeah. Shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. Uh I started the business in, I'd say, October, November, and um, I was planning by January to have everything up and running and be a fully functioning professional, you know. Um, I, I I paid for logos, websites, and can I say how much money I spent on all my equipment? Okay. I spent about $20,000 for everything. I have, I have a, like a full studio, um, newborn outfits, and just... Uh, lights, lenses, and I, I went with the, the best of the best of the best. And um, I was getting used to the camera, getting used to the equipment, and um, uh, January came and, and shit hit the fan. And I never, I didn't have the motivation to continue the business. Um, and I needed to get a real job. I needed to, sorry, needed to, um, I needed to have a proper income to be able to provide for the kids and I. Because their dad and I split, yeah. and I was solely dependent on him. So I got a job. 
And and what do you do now? Oh, oh, as you hear in the intro, I'm a, I'm a rock trucking rock trucker. Yeah. I work. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, where do you work? Same place as oh, you, I think. Weird, weird, yeah. weird. It's not like we carpool or anything to work every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I do the rock truck for Peterson's um, by Alamos there in Matachuan. And it's the best thing that I could do. It's the best job that I could I could get. Like it's, you know, we do Monday to Friday. We don't do night shift. The days are long, especially when you have to drive to New Liskard from Attachuan every night. Hour, hour and 15 minute drive. Yeah. Maybe hour and a half. If Josh and I aren't racing, you know, we could get to work in about an hour. If yeah. We, but with construction now too on the highway. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's what I do right now. I was doing... um. I was a rock truck driver or haul truck driver, whatever, at uh, Baffinland Iron Mine for about a year before. No, not even a year. I got pregnant <laughs> not long after I started there. So I, they kicked Were me off. Were you bitched up? Oh, I was quite bitched up. I was very bitched Knocked up. Knocked up and bitched up. <laughs> very. I started, uh, uh, I think it was in December. And by June or August, they kicked me off the truck. I wasn't allowed to operate because I had a... Damn. Yeah, they kicked me Because you were pregnant or bitched up? I'd say both. Oh. I was... No. They. I was considered a high-risk pregnancy, and uh, my first rotation back after we announced that I was pregnant, um, they kicked me off the truck. I did a, a... My first day back, I did half the day in the truck, and then my boss pulled yeah. me over and said, Steph, you got to get out, uh, turn the truck off, you're going to go to the office. And oh. I thought I was fired. I thought I did something wrong. Um, but, but the medic there told me that, uh, no, you're, you're too high risk and you can't operate those things. So you're going to be in the office. Uh, I started in the office. I hated it. I hated that. But, um, and then I found out that that was my last rotation there. They kicked me off site because if anything were to happen to me or my child, it'd be like 18 minimum. It'd be 18 hours minimum before I got to the next hospital and Okay, that makes sense. I guess, but I was quite pitched but up. But it sucks, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was not happy about that. I was upset to be pregnant in the first place. Um, it, oh, I feel bad saying that now because I obviously love my son, but that was not a pregnancy that, that was planned. Um, and then I was upset to be leaving my job. I really loved my job up there. Hated the crew. Hated them. They were not nice, and they were not encouraging whatsoever. They were quite mean. Um, so going to Peterson's from that, having that experience at Baffinland and going to Peterson's, it was like, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, it was the best month, first month of work ever. Now it's like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Eh, it's okay. It's boring. <laughs> but as I say, I've got to hear my notes. I'd rather be bored and work more than stress and paid less. Yes. You know what? I, <laughs> Oh, uh, can we talk about poop schedules? We can talk about all kinds of shit. <laughs> okay. Josh, because uh, uh, obviously we work together, um, we'll always notify each other whenever we're, usually we'll notify each other if we're on the john or anything. And <laughs> the, the, the one saying that I loved that someone said to me years ago was, uh, my boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Yeah. Or poop crap, whatever. Yeah. So... That's the best part about working up there. I like that. Oh, another thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, I was going to tell you what my favorite thing was about the job, about having like your own, your own area, being in the cab and yeah. stuff. 
I'm okay to work with people, but I prefer to be on my own. I'm not a, I couldn't do an office job. I couldn't do, I'm a social person, but yeah. I also like my space, right? We get to listen to podcasts. We can listen to music. We don't deal with people that often. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing about that, especially if no one's in your cab with you, uh, you can just you can rip just ass, fart. rip yeah, ass yeah. all day. <laughs> like literally, and coming. then you're the only one suffering, but yeah. it's your own farts. Like who cares? Do, I don't, I don't have to open the window. It's like, do you play any like games, not like Candy Crush, but like you have games while you're in your truck driving around? No, absolutely not. You I don't, don't like I, race your own times or like, oh, you mean like, okay. Like games like that. Okay. Um, I was challenging myself probably for the first month about like how many loads I can get. If I can get like 21 loads in a day, I'm probably down to about 17 or 18 because I just don't give a shit yeah, anymore. Yeah, well, the thing is you could, you can just rip all over site all day and you might get an extra load in. Oh, uh, you know what? You want to know why I'm not getting as many loads? Pooping. <laughs> not getting more loads in that sense. Dropping loads in that sense. But I mean... Uh, should we talk about the tires? Is oh, that- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how many tires have I lost now, Josh? How many tires? Four been- out of six. Four tires out of six, and I've been there eight weeks? Eight six, weeks. Seven. Yeah, I've been on uh, two months. I've been at Peterson's, and I have had four flat tires. Yeah. Yeah. That equals out to... $8,000 per tire, $32,000 in tires. Yeah, I guess who's not being hired back in the spring? <laughs> <laughs> we get laid off. We get laid off, I think, in the winter. Winter. I don't know. Is it probably before Christmas? Yeah, around there. Yeah. yeah. So so for me, I really don't want to pop any tires. Um, I've, I've, I had one pop on me. I thought a gun, gun went off. Then the other one, it was just right low in the morning. They changed it. But now I'm like... Not so worried because if Ron, our boss Ron, ever was like, "Oh, you popped a tire," I'd be like, "Steph, pop more." <laughs> that was Josh's thing the other day too. He told me uh, when I had my third tire, I wasn't on my fourth one quite yet, and Josh was saying that he was keeping track of the tires that I blew. And I was like, "What the heck? What do you mean?" Like it, it was funny at first, and then by the time the fourth one went, I was quite upset. I was not having a good day. I was really upset. I called my boss, and I was like, "Man, I quit. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I quit." And he's like, "Why? What's wrong?" He thought, you know, it was personal problems at home. And uh, I told him, "No, like, I lost another tire." And um, but I told him like I was kidding, obviously. And then. Um, yeah, Josh said that he was keeping track so that if he ever gets in shit for losing a tire, they can just bring up the fact that I'm at four now. It's it's a it's a pretty good joke that we have going at work. Like everybody teases me about it. Yeah. And then uh, my truck's looking pretty nice now. I only have the one bald tire at the back, yeah. and I said I'm hanging on to that sucker forever. Like I'm never gonna let that one go. So so we could call you a pop star because you pop so many tires. Ha, 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 ha. Josh thinks he's the funniest guy. He loves his own jokes. He laughs at him so much. That was a pretty bad one. That was pretty good. I get it from my from my dad. Do you have any rivals at work? Rivals? Yeah. Oh, I'd say uh, Dozerman Deej. Oh, her, her star-crossed lover. <laughs> no. Rivals at work. There's no... Oh, we have women there, but there's no... No. I think I like everybody. I have a rival. Oh. Uh, Wait, there's a guy. Oh. I don't know his name. Uh, we, we call him Fat Guy. <laughs> he's big. Um... But I always get stuck behind him, and he's going so damn slow. So I have to, like, and you can't pass on sight. You can't pass. You'll get fired if you're passing people. But he pulls over to piss a lot, and oh, he takes forever. So that's when I get by him. But 
it's an intense rivalry, at least one way. I don't think he, he has no knows idea. or cares about no. anybody there. He has no idea. This Man. guy will literally pull over 10 minutes before we have break, and he'll pull over beforehand. And then, oh, this guy. Josh got stuck behind him so much the one day. It was so funny. Oh. And then it was break time, and Josh pulled up behind me. I got out. I don't smoke, but I got out for a smoke. And then um, <laughs> Josh was was pulled up behind me, and the guy was off to the side. And then I told him, okay, break's almost done. Let's go. And he, like, raced to his truck to make sure that the guy didn't get ahead of him. But there's two different loaders that you get loaded by up top. And uh, it doesn't matter. Like, the one loader operator could be distracted or could just have be occupied with the, uh, some shitty material. Yeah. And no matter who you race to, if even if you're first in line, you could get stuck behind that guy. Yeah. I don't have any rivals, but I know that guy pisses you off quite a bit. Oh, uh, it makes me mad. And I almost shit myself the other day. <laughs> uh, I told Joshua that he should just skip the load and, yeah. go, and go drop a load. Yeah, I was... I was waiting, and the loader operator is going right slow, and then I finally gets to me, and he starts moving big boulders around. I'm like, oh, this freaking guy. I'm literally going to shit myself on the top of this mountain. You know what's funny? I've never had a close call. I've always been, my, my poop schedule's been always pretty good, but like even, uh, I feel like guys, when they have to go, they have to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never had that issue. I once, I once shit myself in the middle of a soccer tournament. <laughs> Uh, I, the guy, my coach, he actually works at Peterson's too, but not on site where we are. But I was like, Stu, I got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, you can't like, we're in the middle of, you're in the middle of your shift. You can't just get off. I'm like, I gotta go Stu. <laughs> and he's like, okay, go. And I ran to the bathroom and, uh, right as I got in the door of the bathroom, my freaking bowels evacuated right in my shorts. <laughs> and so I, I went in the stall Clean myself up, threw out my underwear, and then there was like shit in my shorts still. So I was like trying to clean that up, and I there's only so much you can do with one ply toilet paper. So I put like a layer of padding between my butt and the shorts so it wouldn't be rubbing. And I went back out to play the game, and I finished the game, but I remember like seeing little bits of toilet paper like on the field and the like we're all the way in Thunder Bay and the guys on the other team one guy's like smells like horse shit out here no. yeah. yeah how come I never heard this story we talk about shitting all the time you never freaking you waited for the podcast I waited to, for the pod you never told me the story we spent how long in a day together like those hour and a half long drives there and back I've never yeah. heard this story yeah. Oh, my dad's now calling you know me. My dad's calling me. I'll ignore it. He was giving me shit for this. Oh, and my friend, too, is saying, how can you be going on a podcast for normal people when you're not a normal person? <laughs> She's going to hear that. Yeah. I'm making fun <laughs> of my friend there. <laughs> no, I have so many people that don't listen to podcasts in my life that are really interested in listening. So that'll, yeah. be, a, that'll be an interesting yeah. thing. Next week, uh, I have Jason Bateman coming. Oh, yes. Love him. Yeah. Love I, him. I wish. I you wish. know what? I had a dream about that. So Josh and I, we we, we send each other um, pictures throughout the day of what we're listening to. And at first it was just music. And then we started listening to podcasts. And we were both listening to Smartless. Um, and that has Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, 
Josh hates Sean Hayes. Yeah. Like, and Will Arnett's his favorite, I'd say. Yeah. Jason's my favorite. But um, the other day, I had a dream about getting those guys on the podcast, and I told Josh I'm going to make it happen. I also tried to get Post Malone on here. Yeah. We're going to get him. Yeah. We're going to get someone big like I that. I just want to hang out with him because he'd be like, oh, dude, you're awesome. Let's be friends. I don't know if he would say you're awesome, but yeah. He, he, might say. he would. He'd say he'd at least say you're chill, dude. Let's have a Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> yeah. Or one of his seltzers. Yeah. He like, oh yeah, seltzers. Yeah. Well, oh. I I don't know if he has them himself, but he was in a few commercials. He's big on the Bud Light. You know what I feel like doing? I should have brought my vape. Could go for a smoke. Ah, uh, no, that hurts. That one hurts. Josh just tried passing me his vape. I don't like that one. It's a good vape. I'm not a vapor. He tried telling me to blow the vape freaking smoke out of my nose, and I almost died. That was brutal. I picked up smoking again, guys. So I want to go back to Dozer Mandij here. Oh, gosh. Tell us that story. The story, the romantic story of Dozer Mandij. Okay. Dozer Mandij is some guy that I just shacked up with. Uh, no. Um, I started working at Peterson's, and apparently we knew each other before, DJ and I. Um I don't ever remember meeting him. I know his brothers. I know his twin brothers. I went yeah. to school with them. We did. And um, uh, before I went up to work, DJ messaged me saying, you know, I hear you're coming out to Peterson's. Good luck. And yeah. whatever. He's being all sweet. And I was like, okay, thanks, man. I wasn't really interested at the time. I was also seeing people. <laughs> and um, we started working there. And I hadn't seen DJ my first week. But then you started and Ron put me in a different truck and you were in the truck with me. We were training together. Yeah. Well, not training together, but you were in the truck with me. And we ended up by going to see DJ for our loads. I'm not sure if I was dumping a DJ yet at that point or not. Um, and then uh, we just talked a lot. We messaged back and forth and we would text all day. Um, and I, when Josh was in the truck with me, I would tell him like, because DJ was extremely cute, sweet, nice, kind, caring, and just... Sexy. Very sexy. I'll say that. Yeah. Crazy attractive for me. Um, and I would say to Josh, like, because if DJ sent, like, a flirty text or if I sent one, I'd be like, oh, shoot, like, I got to be careful because I don't <laughs> want to get with this guy. I don't want to do this. I'm not interested in that way. And then Josh was like, uh, kind of seems like you are. And I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to date anybody here. I was hellbent. I was dead set on not dating anybody. I even told DJ, I was like, no, my number one rule is I'm not hooking up or dating. I'm not hooking up with anyone or dating anyone at work. The last time I got with a coworker, I ended up pregnant after two months and in a relationship. I'm not doing that. And not even, uh, <laughs> not even a week later, we were over at DJ's house and I was, I was hooked. Macking on him. Yeah. That was the first night we ever hung out. That was like, okay, this is it. I yeah. can settle down. Let's go get married. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but we just, we keep it professional at work. Like we, um, you know, if we end up together at the same spot for break, obviously we'll sit and chat, but like we don't, we're not all over each other. Even at the end of the day, I'll make the point of not looking at him and I'll just walk right by him because I don't want people to think cold. Yes. So cold. Yeah. He questions me about that. He's like, you know, you realize that at the end of the day, we can uh, chat and hang out. I'm like, no, no, I'll just go to my car and, and drive and speed past you. <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's it. That's, things are good. That's good. He's a really nice guy. You know that. Yes. They were really pushing Josh and his wife, Amanda. Um, bless her. Love her. Um, they were really kind of pushing not pushing, but they were encouraging the relationship. They were really excited. And I was just kind of nervous because I had, 
I was seeing people after um, the ex and I split and I, I just felt like I was rushing into things way too much with too many people. But you can't pass up a good guy like that. That's not someone that you can let go of. Yeah. And yeah. A man who can push dirt like that. I know. He's like, pretty impressive. The Mennonites would love to have him. <laughs> you know what? The one day he hopped into an excavator because uh, I don't know what they had to fix something where wherever he was dozing. Yeah. And um, I didn't know that he could operate other pieces of equipment. I'm sure he told me, but I don't really pay attention yeah. all the time. So I was in the truck waiting for him to you know, get ready for me to go back up to him. And then all of a sudden I see him in the excavator and I was like, Holy. Did you, were you getting all hot? Yeah. In the cab, the cab was all steamy. I had to, I texted him and I was like, what the heck? Why didn't you tell me that you could do that? I was like, you want to hop in there again? And he, can get work all, a, he can work a stick. Get me all <laughs> you get back in there and get me all going again. Actually, the, the thing that started this entire, like, cause I was dead set on not dating him and not hooking up with him whatsoever. And he respected that. Um, But the one day my pants were super loose and I didn't have a belt. And I asked him, I was like, do you have anything that I could use? And um, he's like, actually, yeah, I got some zip ties in the, in the dozer. Let me go. I'll, I'll hook you up with that. And here the entire morning I was thinking like, how is that going to work? Cause I, I wasn't sure what his master plan was. Anyways, first break comes around and there was a, a, another driver behind me at break. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. Just come tie me up. And I was nervous the entire time. My heart was racing. Anytime he would come around, I was like all shy and, and anxious. And <laughs> he came over with the zip ties and he kneeled down oh. and he his head was like, you know, in that general area. <laughs> and I was like, I was all hot and bothered. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I not going to hook up with this guy? <laughs> Anyways, he zipped, <laughs> he zipped me up. And uh, like five minutes later afterwards, we finished our break. I texted him and I was like, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. He's like, I'm not sure I, why, what's up? I was like, I'm coming over. And that was it. And then, yeah, I went over and never, never looked back. There's that. That's a lot of talking about DJ. Can we move on? Carry on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, rock trucking, how long do you see yourself doing that? Ugh, not long. It's fun. Like, it's exciting. Um, it was thrilling because I, at first I was the only girl on site. And obviously all the heads were turning and all the attention was all eyes on me, I think. And um, it was exciting being the new person there. Um, but now it's like, it's whatever. I definitely could improve with the driving and whatever, yeah. but I'd like to advance. I'd like to do other things aside from at, just rock trucking. At Peterson's or yeah, elsewhere? Peterson's is a good company. I'd like to stick around there for a bit. Um, it, it really helps out with the not having to do night shift because yeah. I would have went to a mine again. Rotations. Um, and yeah. Like I, I was doing rotation before, but that's not something that I can do with my kids. Yeah. You know? Mines suck. Yeah, well, I I enjoyed it for the freedom of, like, you know, having two or three weeks off, and the pay was nice. I took a pretty big pay cut going to Peterson's, but like I said, I don't have to do night shift, and I'm home every night with my kids. I don't get much time with them because we get home so late, but, you know, I'd rather that than... I got a nice boost going to Peterson's. A nice boost? Oh, you got a pay raise. Almost a double. Yeah, see, me, I almost went down, like, quite a bit, actually. I should go work at Baffin Land, eh? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, actually, I think Baffled is shutting down. I'm pretty uh, sure a lot of people are leaving. They, are, they got the Wuhan there. Yeah, they got the Wuhan there. Oh. They got that. And yeah, it hit them pretty hard. So a lot of people are leaving, but there's quite a few mines that you could get in at. But you're having another I don't baby. Want, I nope. don't want to go into mine. You're having another baby. I wouldn't do it again. It was terrible last time. I almost shit myself in that mine, too. <laughs> So close. So no, we're we're gonna get into this. Um, so <laughs> at my drill, um, the nearest porta potty was about a twenty minute walk away, um, one way, and then you had like, to walk there. Yeah, and I take long dumps too. Um, <laughs> so it's like it's like an hour round trip to take a dump, and I'm like, my driller's this old guy. And I'm like, I don't want to leave him for that long. But I knew like two or three hundred meters directly above us. Why didn't you just shit outside? Well, it's underground. Oh, oh. I probably could have done it in a bucket, but I didn't want to do that. You don't want to be one of those nasty yeah, guys? Yeah. Um, people yeah. always end up finding it. And anyways, I knew directly 300 meters above us was one. So it's like, oh, there's an escape. Uh, there's an escape ladder there. I'll just climb the ladder up to that 300 meters up up to that level and it didn't bring me anywhere near that high up i was in this abandoned level of the mine oh my gosh was, that probably would have made you crap yourself right there oh, there was no porta potties anywhere and it was like i was walking uphill on this level looking for anywhere there was nothing i ended up finding this uh what do you call them it's where you go in to get air underground um I forget what they're called. Like, if you need air, you go in there and you turn on a pipe and the air blasts and it gets you some air. Oh, wow. Um, but there's a first aid kit in there. So I grabbed that and I grabbed all, like, the gauze out of it I could. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> And I just went in the corner. Oh, and, yeah, and I freaking wiped with all that gauze. <laughs> and then I, I had to go back down. I ended up still taking me, like, an hour going that way because I climbed up, like... <laughs> 150 meters on a ladder. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Why have we never talked about these stories? I was saving them for the pod. Oh, okay. <laughs> Freaking guy. Oh. That's brutal. I've never had an experience like that. And one time, too, uh, lots of shit stories. They're, they're good. Oh. I got uh, gastro while I was working out there. <gasps> I woke up in the middle of the night one night. Freaking, like, my stomach hurting like crazy. So I go to the bathroom to like I figure it's gas, which I guess it was, and I couldn't crap. And then eh, eventually I got a fart out, and it was so stinky <laughs> that it made me puke. And when I puked, it forced the shit out, and I was just dying on the crapper. And then I finally finish up. I go. It's like two in the morning. I got to work the next morning. I go back to bed, and I'm halfway to my bed, and I had to run back. Same thing happens again. So I'm like, I'm calling in. I'm not. It's And I think it was my last day on the rotation. I'm like, yeah, like I'm puking and shit. And like, I can't come in. <laughs> it's coming up both ends. I, yeah, I can't come in. I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not staying in this friggin' moldy ass crew house. So I oh, that's was, was. going to drive back home. And it was about two hours drive. Was, so, that, was that the time when you were coming home all the time every night? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I was driving home, and I had to keep pulling over to shit on the side of the road. Mm. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, oh, man, I lost some socks and undies because I <laughs> like, got a wipe with something. And then, oh, 
I got home. It was nice to get home, but man, I couldn't even drink water barely. I could you only take, hold anything down. I could only take a sip at a time. Like if I drank too much water, it would, I'd puke. Wow. I had gastro one time. Actually, it I sucks, got, eh? Yeah, I got gastro. We moved into our, our house that we bought down south. We moved in, and then the next day, we ha- we all had gastro, me, the kids, the ex. Oh. It was bad. And so our kids were like just over a year old, very dependent on us, and there was two of them. And I also had my mom with me, who I was taking care of also. Yeah. And she ended up with gastro, and she oh. has a, a colostomy bag, so a shit bag. It was coming out of her stomach, basically, right? She That must she, have filled up like <laughs> yeah, right away. It was so bad. I'm not, this was the worst time. I had gastro. My dad had gastro because he was helping us move. The ex had gastro, and then the kids had gastro. We were all sick with gastro, and I was the one, and the ex did help out. Um, that would have to change and empty yeah. my mom's bag. So, but Ooh. we were all stuck. We had garbage cans. All of us had garbage cans. We didn't have the bedroom set up. The mattresses were in the living room and the dining room. <laughs> and, and the kids were so dependent on us, but we were both stuck. Like one of us would be on the toilet and the other yeah. one, would, there was two bathrooms. And so one would be upstairs, one would be downstairs. Our poor kids who were crying and, and shitting and puking themselves. We were just like out of commission all day. Yeah. And then uh, it was about 24 hours of that. Like once... You were stuck on the toilet and your head was in the garbage can like it was it was oh. brutal worst thing and then and then we had to unpack everything and take care of the kids take care of the mom you must have been bitched up oh quite bitched up <laughs> should we get into bitched up yeah it's just something that that dj and his friends say at work and it was something that i had never heard before and i started saying it around josh and josh and i just joke about it all the time whenever <laughs> something happens and we're driving home or we're doing something and we just we just joke about people saying or saying that people are bitched up yeah it's because i've never heard that yeah me neither i've never heard it and they also say um full time i always say like i'm saying full time now like uh She's bitched up full time. Full time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> full time. Yeah, I'm catching on to their lingo. They're funny. They're good guys. Next question. So, you plan on staying at Beaterson's for a while? Yeah, drinking Pepsi's. <laughs> drinking them Pepsi, good old Pepsi. <laughs> like, you have any other future career aspirations? Is this the time where you ask me if I had any, um, no restrictions with money and stuff? Are you asking me? Or is this like a, a well, realistic? This ain't the last episode. This is episode two. These are different questions. Ugh, okay. So, uh, nope, I don't have any. I'm going to so stick around. So stick out here, get yeah. the yearly raise. Okay. Yeah, because with the kids, that kind of just changed my plans for everything, right? Yeah. And I need to... It, right now I'm struggling with the fact that I'm not home with them as much. I get home and I have to uh, do dishes, make my lunch, yeah. do some laundry, give them a bath and go to bed. Like I don't get as much time with them. So this isn't ideal for my situation right now. It's paying the bills. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's getting me by. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd like to do something where I'm home more with the kids, but I don't see any other career that can, you know, where I can make this much money. Yeah. I uh, I can't have it all. Yeah. Sucks. You'd almost need a side hustle of sorts that eventually becomes the main hustle. Right. Like starting a photography business that just failed. Yeah. So I guess not that. <laughs> not the photography. Uh, drug dealing's out of the question, I guess. Yeah. What yeah. else could I do? Oh, you know what? We're going to talk about OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I was considering doing OnlyFans and then um, just because it was, I felt like that was going to be easy money. That was going to be quick. And then I I figured, you know, 
I, I'm working at Peterson's. If I did OnlyFans, that like I, I thought I was gonna be rolling in the dough. But yeah. then, but then, but then you wake up and you're like, oh shit, you know what? Yeah. It's probably not the best thing. That's probably the right move. Yeah. So that's not happening. So, I don't know what else. So when you're a teenager, what did you want to do? Drive rock truck? No. When I was a teenager, I, I just as a kid too. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a hairdresser. Lame. Yeah, very lame. I don't know why. Because I can't do hair with a shit. Yeah. I don't. No even... offense to hairdressers. No, no. But that's like, oh my gosh, but that was actually, yeah. Lame. No offense. <laughs> no offense at all. <laughs> I appreciate the hairdressers because yeah, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't. And uh, as a teenager, I was not really a girly girl I, and I wasn't very smart. And I found when I took like shop classes or welding classes, I was pretty good with that stuff. I took um, a few different shop classes and I did welding in high school and I thought, you know, this is something that I could get into. Getting into a trade was like a pretty, yeah. the best thing that I think anyone can do. Yeah. And well, if you're good at it and you enjoy it, yes. So in high school, I wanted to go for welding, but I was so intimidated by the guys in that class. I probably had a crush on everyone in that class. <laughs> Plus, sometimes wanted to bang the teacher. Plus. Oh, Mr. Bailey, I'm guessing. No, let's not. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Let's not. <laughs> Do you want me to cut that? No, it's okay. It's okay. You can keep that in there. Uh, <laughs> I just shut that down really quick. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah, let's, so, um, it was more of a joke, Josh. <laughs> Frank. So I was also the only girl in the class and it was intimidating as hell. I was so shy and I just wanted to impress everybody. But, and I also sucked at math. Um, I had to get the teacher to help me all the time. And I, I, I almost never passed the exams because of the math, but I was such a good welder. I'm tooting my own horn here. Yeah. I was a good welder. And he's like, you can pass with that, but like your math stuff, like you need to, your fractions and your measurements and stuff. Like you, you got to yeah. study that stuff. Anyways, he passed me and, um, I was just too intimidated by that. So high school, I wanted to do something with my hands, thought I could do mechanics or whatever. But then um, I just sucked at school. I almost, I barely graduated. I never went to school. I was getting high all the time. I was only interested in like friends and boyfriends. Yeah. And so I never tried in high school. Um, and I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I was just coasting. Yeah. And uh, I took a year off. Yeah, And then when I did apply to go to college, um, I applied for like four different programs. Um, I applied for travel and tourism, um, some like photography thing, I think, yeah. like, a, a, I don't know, it was drama, I don't freaking know, it was something of the arts. Um, and then culinary school and some other program that I never would have got into. Um, and the only thing that I was accepted to was culinary arts. They didn't and, give a shit who went into that school. And you did it. I did it. I survived the year. It was not at all what I wanted to do with my life, but it was all that I could get into. And even during school, I was like, nah, this is not for me. But I, I got a job in the kitchen and like I, I did, I took that course. I got a job in a kitchen and then it, that's what led me to the mine. I started yeah. in the kitchen at the mine. And then, um, because I'm Inuit and I'm also a woman, um, those are two major advantages up there. Um, I, I went to the, the mine ops manager and I said, look, I want a job here. What can I do? I didn't even have my driver's license at the time. I didn't have a G1, nothing. Yeah. And then um, I applied and I got, I got on the next rotation. So uh, 
basically the answer to your question. That was a very long answer. I had no idea what the fuck I was going to do, yeah. but I had no clue. Yeah. I had no drive. I had no, I just knew that I, it was going to be a trade of some sort. Yeah. That was it. I was a pretty dumb kid. I wanted to be a rock star. You still can, Joshua. <laughs> There's still hope for that. We, <laughs> you're writing songs. Josh actually writes songs while he sends me his lyrics while we're at work and stuff. He was starting a country song there, which is if anyone knows Josh, that's quite, that's quite a different route for him. So yeah. I was pretty happy to hear that. Still working on it. Yeah, you've wrote a few songs. Yeah. We listened to them. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. I like them too. Actually, my I told Josh for the intro for this podcast has to be just as good as Dave's or better. And I would say, in my opinion, that was better than Dave's. Ooh. I was <laughs> I was listening I listened to it about five times at work. After he sent it to me, I would get all jacked up and I was so excited yeah, for this. Right on. I, I was so excited for this to be able to talk about myself. I'm yeah. so <laughs> So it was that vein. My dad says, my dad always says to me, there's no vanity in your family. You've got it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so full of myself. That's it's not funny. even funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, so, uh, you mentioned you're Inuit. Yeah. So, Path. um, obviously like there's a, quite a difference between first nations and Inuit. And like, I'm saying difference because like just, I think that the climate itself would breed a lot of differences, like full-time winter that and all that. But I really, I don't know the difference. Yeah, no, a lot of people don't actually. Like, uh, I'd say my brother and I, I used to think that we were the only Inuit here. And for people that don't know what an Inuit is, because some people still don't. Some people, I have to tell people that I'm Eskimo. And they don't understand, you know. Yeah. They don't even, and when people just assume that I'm either Native or Mexican. <laughs> like, I'm serious. My janitor, uh, when I was in college, um, I started speaking Inuktitut to a classmate that was there. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, Steph, how do you know that language? And I was like, well, buddy, I'm, I'm Inuit. And he's like, oh, man, I thought you were Mexican this whole time. I thought you were some little senorita. And I was like, no, dude, I'm, I am Inuit. But I'm half. So my dad's French Canadian, yeah. I guess. And my mom is Inuit. Um, my mom's entire side of the family is in Nunavut, and um, I guess the difference is you're wanting to know the difference in First Nations and Inuit. Yeah. So uh, we're all under the same category as Indigenous, yeah, which used to be known as Aboriginal. Right? Yeah. So we're all we're Indigenous. There's uh, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis. Yeah. There are different. Um, uh, so for First Nations, there's like hundreds and hundreds of different native like tribes and stuff. Yeah. But they're still First Nations. They come, they, they're typically they're from reservations and um, usually they, they're all the same culture, right? They might speak different languages and it's, but with powwows and traditional yeah. things like that, traditional teachings, they're all sort of similar. But with Inuit, um, we are typically from the high Arctic and um, our culture is quite different in language, obviously. Yeah. Um, and our survival skills are quite different, but um I, we all fall under the same indigenous category. No, nah, I know Métis doesn't really fall under the Indian Act. No, they're mutts. Um, mudbloods. Mudbloods. <laughs> I'm a mudblood. Are you? Yeah, I have my status. Wow. Yeah. You have more rights here than I do. Well, um, I know that they just classified Métis as Aboriginal like six years ago. Yeah. Um, indigenous. But, indigenous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I'm reading. I'm I'm like quoting the Ontario site, so it's probably not. Uh, what's the word? Relevant. Correct. Yeah. Like, because I think it said Aboriginal on their page. Okay. Oh. Um, but it said in it mentioned Inuit alongside Métis, like not having the same rights. The rights. Yeah. So on my card, so with. The thing that gets confused a lot is like when I tell people that I'm Inuit, they're like, oh, so you don't pay taxes. You have a status card, which is totally not true. Yeah. Um, we do have like some great benefits. Like I, I had braces that were covered, you know, my, my tuition was paid. Yeah. Um, and well, that's about it. Like healthcare, prescription drugs and stuff yeah. and uh, tuition that was covered. But um, I have no rights to any hunting or fishing here. Yeah. Um, and when I go back home, because um, the laws and kind of rules have changed with hunting and fishing, you need tags as well. Yeah. Whereas before it was a free for all, you know, when my dad was up there, he was able to go hunting and provide for our family. There's yeah. no, no rules and stuff to follow. But um, yeah, with my, I have a card. It's a purple card that says uh, it's an NTI card. I'm not going to try to pronounce what NTI stands for, okay. but it's basically like our status card. But on the back of it, it says this card states that this person is an Inuit and a member of the NTI, but is not exempt from taxes. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Mm. So there's, I, I, I know a little bit about the culture and a little bit about my people, but moving here at such a young age, I kind of lost a lot of the language and I lost a lot of the knowledge. Um, and then when I started hanging around with my native pals, um, I kind of took on their culture. I know a little bit more about that than I yeah. know about my own. And I, I just felt I, I fit in when I got to high school. During elementary school, I never had, um, I never had, I had white friends. Let's yeah. just say that. I had white friends and no culture. No culture. And, um, white bread (laughs) you were white bread yeah so when i got to high school i got to there was a lot more like res kids i was kind of mind blown and then i i was sucked into that into that group not sure if that was good or bad but (laughs) (laughs) i started i was part of the powwow committee and i was just so it was so beautiful learning about the culture and stuff i'm there's uh, so much that i could learn but um i just felt happy to be able to be learning about some culture and and I didn't want to give up on my own, but um, it was nice to have that to fall back onto, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. All that stuff. All like, that stuff. So cool. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like <laughs> the uh, all the spirituality and you got the medicine wheel and I yeah. can't remember what There's they all so stand many for. And yeah. Like, what it, I re- it's Sorry, cool. It's, well, go ahead. No, what I love about TDSS was that towards the end of my high school experience, they really incorporated a lot of. Uh, like um, there was native arts and Ms. Yeah. Primrose is doing uh, native history and stuff like that. And they were really trying to bring that in. What I would really love to see is, is if for the curriculum, they, they made it mandatory to learn about those things, Yeah, you know, because a lot of people still don't know about uh, basic things like the residential school. Like that's not, that's not a topic that's really talked about. We we're lucky to have Miss Primrose. Yes. She was so passionate about that. I love her. I'm still, I, I talked to her quite a bit and she's, like a beautiful person. A lot of people, um, yeah, I don't know. I loved her and I, I, I just adored the way she taught because she was so passionate about it. Yeah. And loud as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> loud as hell. She was hell. loud. Yeah. But I love her. Beautiful. And, and she's so passionate about those things. And I, I, I adore her for that. Yeah. And she taught outside of the curriculum. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Which I think 
you almost want in a teacher is like, obviously she taught the curriculum, but she would be like, I'm going to teach you stuff like that. They don't want me to teach yeah, you. Yep. And my favorite thing about her too was like, if, if she had an agenda for the day yeah. and you know, someone asked a question and, and another person argued it, she'd be like, you know what? Divide the desks up, yeah. split the, split the classroom up one, uh, one, half of the class on one side and the other half on the other, we're having a debate and we would just duke it out. Yeah. It got pretty nasty in there. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Nasty. Yeah. 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 Very nasty. High school was a nasty ass place. Like, did you have to pick a side or is yeah. just you're yeah. stuck on and the And it side? was actually like, I, I thought, you know, there'd be more people on one side than the other, but we were divided half and half most of the time. Hmm. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Just like our world. Yeah. <laughs> divided. I would say more on one side than the other. Our world? world? Yeah. Wait, what's our... You're referring to the Earth, the planet Earth, right? Yeah. Our world. Yeah. Yeah, and the human population. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, like, there's... Pretty divided. You say it's equal? What? You say it's equal? Well, I can't speak for the whole world, because I don't know about, like, all, like, the (laughs) third world countries and stuff like that. Right, right. But I'm thinking North America, like... Like... It's close to fifty fifty. I would so? say like, like left and right, yeah, or whatever. Okay, yeah, boomers, boomers, boomers and Karens. millennials, yeah, Karens. Oh yeah, um, the non-educated people, all just a bunch ignorant. of people, all bitched up, ignorant, arrogant, <laughs> bitched up people, <laughs> ignorant. You know what I love? I love co- I love calling people ignorant because they'll argue till they're they're blue in the face, but yeah. they don't know a goddamn thing about what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, pisses me off. Yeah, with history and like racism and shit, you don't want to get into a fight with me about racism. Yeah, you don't want to talk to me about the friggin' Black Lives Matter. And, yeah, you know you don't want to get into a I, debate. I did see something. It was like it, it was funny because someone they took screenshots of people's tweets. And then they, the same people, but on a different thing, the same people. So Black Lives Matter when like, I guess, um, black people killed by cops. Yeah. Um, the tweets from these people, they were told to get in their house. Uh, they got what was coming to them. Why yeah. didn't they go in their house? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're supposed to go in their house. And then the, uh, the same, same account on the other side. They're trying to keep us in our house uh, for COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like just yeah, yeah. freaking out about their rights. And yeah. They don't have to stay in their yeah. house. Yeah. Um, but it was just funny how it was the same person. Yeah. When it was someone getting killed. Yep. They should have been in their house. And then, why but then when they couldn't house? go get a haircut. Yeah. Oh, they lost their shit. I can't get my house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People piss me off. Oh, America, man. Yeah. Well, the human population. Yeah. I fucking hate humans. Can't yeah. stand them. Yeah. The times we live in. Yeah. We're already, is that uh, the right time? 46 minutes in? I feel like oh, we, wow. we haven't even touched on half yeah, the stuff. Yeah, there's so... Let's so, zip through uh, these questions. Let's, uh... <laughs> so while we're on the subject, sort of, of Inuit and First Nations... Yeah. Um, so, I guess they found, was it 230-something? It was 215, the original number that they came out with. Yeah. The- 215. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm seeing on Facebook 
I didn't fact check it, but I'm seeing some friends post that there was more bodies found in other locations. Yeah, yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me. I'm not in saying Manitoba, that it's not. they found more. Like, did you a do lot research more? on that? Did you check that out? Was that an actual source, or did you see that on Facebook as well? I just was scrolling earlier today, yeah, and I see, saw that. Me too, but I, I didn't fact check it or anything. I'm not saying that it's false because I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but yeah, where are you going with that? I'm doing a quick. You're doing a search. Yeah, I'm doing fact a check. quick search. I told Joshua like I. I can talk about these types of things, but I'm kind of. So, so more than this itself. So regard, let's pretend for a second, like we don't know the exact numbers of these other yeah, places, yeah. 215 yeah. in British Columbia. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of people are talking about canceling Canada day. Right. Um, I see where they're coming from. Mm hmm. I don't think that's the right approach. Right. Um, you want my opinion? I want your opinion, yeah. Right. We talked about this, too, at work. I told them that I would fact check because a few years ago, um, there was some protests going on. I think it was Idle No More that I can't remember what the pro- what they were protesting for, but we were shutting down roads and stuff. And yeah. it might have been something to do with Adwapiska. I can't remember. Um, but... They also didn't want to celebrate. I'm not. I'm saying they like people didn't want to celebrate Canada Day because Canada Day, um, the history behind it is like is that the day it was found out. Anyways, um, they were not wanting to celebrate Canada Day, and I stood behind that because they had, um, they were just bringing awareness to you know what Canada really is, yeah, and how actually racist and disgusting this country was still is, but it was pretty bad, you know, back then. Um, and with, with wanting to cancel it now, um, I can say that I, I, I understand as well. Um, but I'm not going to, uh, shit on anyone for continuing to celebrate Canada day. You know, you can be a proud Canadian and still be a nice, decent human being. Um, I would say the same as you, um, to celebrate it kind of in a different way, bring awareness to everything that is wrong with Canada. Um, And I was kind of rehearsing in the vehicle what I was going to say about this bit, because I think this is what I was most nervous about, because I don't want to seem like an uneducated asshole. Um, And I am proud to be indigenous, but for me, I'm not going to wear like a friggin' Canadian flag on my shirt. Like I'm not going to rep a Canada day shirt or or anything. I'm not going to spray paint stuff and I'm not going to paint my face, but And I will say this, um, I am happy to be Canadian. I am happy that I come from a safe-ish place. You know, there's still violence and rape and um, murders and stuff like that. And, you know, some people don't feel safe if they're gay, uh, bi, you know, like there's there's a lot of communities where people aren't comfortable being themselves. But for the most part, we are a safe country. We are a country where people seek asylum. Is that the right word? Um, but I am not proud to be Canadian. I will not proudly wear something that represents Canada because there's still a lot that everyone has to learn here. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that, that people don't know about this country and people see that, that Canada is like the most amazing country in the world and we are safe and we have come a long way, but I will not celebrate Canada the same way that, that, you know, um, Someone else does, you know, typical Joe Blow. I'm not going to be waving flags around and I will educate my children on the terrible, nasty, disgusting, horrific things that that has happened in this country. 
they're not going to not know about anything. I'm not going to um, let them grow up, you know, thinking that this place was, was the best place in the world. Yeah. Um, right now I can say it is safe and it is a good place to raise my children, but they will know everything that is, yeah. you know, um, I hope you're satisfied with that answer. Cause no, I have nothing good. more. <laughs> um, I, so I love Canada. Yes. And me too. I have a maple leaf tattooed on my chest. Right. Um, I, I love Canada and I am proud to be Canadian. Right. Very proud to be Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like the this. most Canadian Canadian. We talked about this. <laughs> Josh and I did ancestry DNA like uh, at separate times there, but we talked about it. He is the most, like his family's from like 1500s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Josh's family has been here since the 1500s. Obviously not. The indigenous have been here much longer. <laughs> yeah. And I would say I'm a white Canadian, like obviously, um, but anyways, what I was saying, what I mean is canceling Canada Day. I wouldn't cancel it. Um, like that's almost too easy, and it just seems like I I don't know. Like I think boycotting it, right? You there mean? should be some serious like looking at the curriculum. Like, why are you not talking about the past? Right. Uh, like. People raped and murdered all the time. Right. Um, like, I don't think that the, what's her face there? Old lady with the crown. The queen. <laughs> like she's, you you she's, toss her on the words duke and duchess and stuff and you have no idea no, what the I, fuck the queen is. She's got no value to right. me. But, right. Um, like, she should be speaking on this. I think. Because oh, has she been silent this entire time? I believe so. Right, right. Um, not shocking. Not shocking. I the don't... the girl's husband just died. Cut yeah. some slack. Yeah. Um, but, like, we should be learning about this in school. And on Canada Day, should be honoring those. That, right. As we do on November 11th every year. Exactly. Oh, that's smart, Josh. Um, those people went to war to fight for our rights. These um, people didn't even have a choice. And, and um, yeah, many soldiers chose to do that. And rightfully so, they chose to do that. These were like children. Yeah. Um, uh, children, young adults, whatever, they were beaten, raped, murdered. Yeah. Like, And it continued even after residential schools. The last one didn't close until the night, like 95 or something like I, that. 96, I think 96, it was. 96, like that's nuts. Yeah. The and sad thing is. is yep. I just learned uh, last week, like, uh, like reservations, like. I didn't know that natives, indigenous had to stay on them. Like, like they were made to control oh, yeah. native people. That's why they to, started it. You had to stay on your land. Oh like, yeah. They had to, if it, like here, like they go to Walmart to do the groceries that come from Notre Dame to yeah. do groceries at Walmart or yeah. food basics, wherever. Yeah. If back in the sixties or the fifties, um, that's pretty recent. They had to, uh, uh, what was it called? It was kind of like an officer, yeah, uh, almost like a parole officer kind of thing. Yeah, the, they had to permission? get written permission and yep. get it signed to off leave. to leave the reserve. Yeah, to get freaking groceries. That's not even the tip of it. Like this is it was just such disgusting. My dad was born in forty nine. My dad is seventy one years old. Yeah, he got to walk around like he owned the goddamn place. Yeah, the fucker did. He he walked around like he did. Still does. Yeah, still has that attitude, that mentality. Yeah. But these poor people suffered a long time. And then, you know, the racist people in these, in, well, just everywhere, I guess. But 
um, a lot of people say like, oh, they're nothing but alcoholics and abusers and um, they love welfare and they're too lazy. And But if you look at it, the, the abuse and the, the, the just disgusting thing, the stuff that they had to go it through. It leads to all that. Yeah. Well, it was a cycle of abuse. Like yeah. it was uh, just imagine like the PTSD and the trauma. Like I'm, I'm pretty lucky that I left the North. I'm very, I, I left whatever was, my dad was right by taking us out of there. Um, he moved us South and, and far yeah. away from any terrible things that we could have grow up knowing, um, grew up knowing. And, uh, I'm very, very grateful that he did that for us because I don't know where I'd be if I, if yeah. I stayed up there and, and, and with that, that lifestyle, um, I'm torn because I, I, I was raised down South by a white man. Right. And, and I didn't quite fit in here because I wasn't, I'm stuck on the fence. I'm indigenous, but I know nothing about my freaking culture or my people. Yeah. And I, I, I blended in with the white kids and then, um, but I was sad because I, I wanted to know more about my people and, yeah. and, and then I go up North and then I was the white kid that nobody liked. Like yeah. My grandparents are fluent, fluent in, in Nuptuk and, my grandmother actually just recently passed and um, she would, she was, I was never able to communicate with her because I didn't know my language enough. Um, and I would get teased a lot whenever I'd go home. So um, I'm just, I'm glad though that my dad took us out of there so that we didn't have to deal with um, the, the just lifestyle up there. And, and it's hard to break out of. Yeah. Like my, my mom was an alcoholic and, and until she had her stroke and, all my aunts and uncles are all alcoholics and it's not something that's easy to break out of because uh, it's just not, it's a hard thing to explain. It, go, it goes from generation to generation. Oh yeah. It's, um, that's, that have to be another whole nother podcast yeah. where we'd have to talk about yeah. stuff like that because it's, it goes in the blood. It's in the blood and it's in, uh, not just the blood, but how you, they raise you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I went through some pretty, pretty difficult times this year. Um, and I, my mom would just say like, just, it's fine. Like just deal with it. And, um, I was trying to set up life for, for my kids and I to be good and, and trying to do good things for my mental health. And my mom was like, no, just stick in your situation, just deal with it. And that's definitely not what you should be doing. So that's just how it is up there. So let's get into your situation. Situation. Yes. What about it? Like, like your, your my story. Life this year? Yeah. Your life. Oh, jot it down. Okay. Uh, where do you want to start? Um, losing my house or before that? What do you want? It's you're the guest. Okay. So are we just going to talk about like the sad shit that's happened in my life from, from the time it started being sad to, to now? Yeah. It's up to you. Let's give it. Okay. Oh God. I hate that. Um, uh, okay, here we go. Um, I lost my brother to, uh, suicide in 2016, I'd say. I lost quite a few relatives before that, but, um, I'd say my brother was the hardest. Yeah. I, I placed a lot of the blame on myself and my mom and, um, just that whole situation was, I was in college too. I was drinking heavily and I was just a wreck. Um, I actually, this is something that not a lot of people know. It's not something that I, that I openly talk about because I'm ashamed of it, but I terminated a pregnancy, mm. um, just two weeks before. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a partner that was very supportive with that. 
Um, he was actually the opposite. And that's what kind of led to the breakup with that partner. Um, and so I terminated a pregnancy. I didn't want to terminate. I wanted to keep the child. I was struggling with that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then two, three weeks later, I lost my brother. Um, and that whole year, just trying to process those feelings, those emotions, um, the guilt, um, I struggled a lot, but I kept it in. I grieve a lot differently than most people. Like yeah. when my grandmother passed away, like I, it was, you know, yeah. sweep that under the rug. That's another one. Um, it's sad to say, but that's just my reality. Um, I lost my brother and I kind of, it was a nice break. I wasn't, you know, life happens and shit gets stress stressful, but um, there was a nice few years of, of, you know, not too many people passing away and yeah. I did lose a couple more, but, um, it was, it was, I was working, making good money. I was traveling a lot. I, I went all over Europe and, um, I went to Mexico a few times. I went down to Miami, Disney world. Like it was, I was having a blast yeah. and then I ended up pregnant, um, with someone that I'd only been with for two months and I was so upset. I was distraught. It was, it was the worst, but anyways, that led to my beautiful son, Jacob. Um, while I was pregnant, though, my sister found out she was pregnant with um, with Amelia, my daughter, and she was going to terminate that pregnancy. And she was four months along. Yeah. But I told her, heck no, we'll take the baby. Yeah. Um, I knew that was going to be challenging. I had a partner that was away half the time. He was doing two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. Um, so he was away all the time. Um, and not long after my son was born, my mother had a stroke. She had a stroke and um, she wasn't doing well. Um, and, uh, when my son was three months old, my brother and I drove to New Brunswick to go see her and visit her. Yeah. And she was, she was suffering a lot. She was just not the same. And, um, and then my daughter was born on our way there. We drove there. It took us three days, two or three days to get there. She was born on the way there. My cousin flew down with her from Nunavut down to Ottawa. Um, my brother and I went to go get Amelia. Um, so I had my son who was three months old and I had my daughter who was a newborn my partner was gone um, and it was just um, the things with my mom. It was really hard with her being so far away. No one was there to take care of her. Yeah. Um, so anyways, fast forward a few months and we decided that, okay, you know what? We'll take care of my mom. I'll challenge myself. I'll take care of two babies and my mom who I never got along with. I didn't like my mom. I didn't love my mom. Um, and I just, I, but I felt like it was my duty as her daughter to take yeah. care of her. Nobody else would step up and do it. So I figured I might as well do it myself. Um, and, and yeah, things between the ex and I were really good. We were engaged planning a wedding. Um, I was as happy as I could be with my, my love life. Um, we were doing great and, um, we were planning our wedding and things were fun. Um, October came around, we lost our house to a fire. Um, and it was a week, it was hard. Um, but it was a week before, uh, the ex was supposed to go get my mom from New Brunswick and bring her to our place. Yeah, We were getting ready for her to move in. We got our hospital bed, set up a room for her. My dad was also living with us at the time. He was staying in the basement and, um, I was taking care of my babies and we lost the house. And that's just when shit went downhill really fast. Yeah, We have what, nine minutes? Nine minutes there's no, okay. There's no, no rush. limit. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, it, when we lost the house, that's when things went really bad because I was trying to juggle uh, being a mom and being a partner and, and being a daughter. Yeah. Um, and we found, we managed to find a house. We rented off um, 
um, Mr. Bailey and Miss Primrose. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we were in Bell Valley for a while, but Wait, I... they own the house? Yep, Mr. Bailey did. He His family owned a house and that Ms. was there. And Miss Primrose? No, no, it was just him. Like I thought it, was, it mentioned her. Yeah, because they're together. No. Yes. Really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. That's wild. Yeah, they're okay. together. Um, so we, we rented there, and... Um, Thankfully, obviously, we had insurance through the house, but it was a challenging time because Cody had to leave not long after to go to work. Yeah. Oh, I just mentioned his name. I didn't mention it the entire podcast, and I just did just now. Yeah, I can edit it. No, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. Who cares? I don't really give a shit. Um, anyways, we got into that rental house, and like about a week later, my mom was there. And I never dealt with this woman really that much because she didn't raise me. My I was with my dad my entire life. and. Yeah. Even the little bits that I did see my mom, I couldn't stand her. Bless her, and I feel terrible saying that, but uh, it's just how she is. It's how we are. And um, dealing with my kids and her, I was struggling a lot mentally. I didn't have a lot of friends. Your wife Amanda reached out to me quite a bit, and I I didn't take the help. I was offered so much help, and I wouldn't take it. Um, But I was pretty open. I was pretty vocal about me struggling mentally, um, and I never took help. Um, I did have quite a few friends, you know, but I, I definitely, I'm going to say this openly. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the amazing support system I had going through all this shit I went through. Yeah, I'm so lucky. I come from the community that I come from because I would not be alive. I would have been gone long ago. Mm. And I'm just so grateful for everybody that has ever reached out, even just a simple message or, you know, drop off a meal or give me some clothes or offer to take the kids, do my groceries, whatever, any little bit, anything that anyone has ever done for me, I take that in. Like it's, uh, my heart is so full because I'm surrounded by so many amazing people. Anyways, back to my depressing ass story. I took in my mom and, uh, that was challenging because she was an alcoholic and she was going through major withdrawals. Yeah. She had a shit bag. I had to change two shit oh. diapers. I had to shower her. And she, she had so many accidents in the bed. I've spent about $2,000 on bedding for my mom because she would leak all over all the time. And rather than, I didn't have the time to rinse the shit and throw it in the wash. Like I had two kids myself and you know, I I would just throw it out and buy more because I couldn't do it anymore. And pajamas and shirts and stuff. She went through so many clothes. Um, It was challenging. And anyways, we ended up by finding a house down South. Um, So things were really hard when we were in Bell Valley and um i was i think that's when my postpartum depression came in yeah um i was struggling a lot but i didn't want to admit it yeah i needed to keep on keeping on i had to take care of two kids take care of my mom take care of myself somehow um i would go like four days without showering because i had to take care of ew josh just chugged a beer and that was disgusting anyways i would go a long time without showering because i would have to take care of the other three people before myself yeah you know when the partner would when my partner would come home like my ex would come he would do a lot for me as well. He was great in that sense. You know, I, he would take a whole lot of stuff off my shoulders and I really appreciated that. Um, anyways, we moved down South, didn't work out there, came back home, Yeah. uh, struggled to find somewhere to go. Um, long story short, we settled down in a place we were renting and, uh, uh, that was October around Christmas time. Uh, he came home, the ex came home for Christmas. um, I put my mom in a home when we came back because I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. The guilt with that is a whole thing on its own. Um, and uh, I feel like I'm missing something in that little bit, but 
anyways, we, we, we came back and, uh, or he came home December 7th. I don't know. December something, a couple weeks before Christmas. And I found out that he was cheating on me, uh, with someone from work. Um, and I made him go get tested. Hmm. We're not going to talk about that, but, uh, yep. I had to go pick up a prescription, uh, Christmas Eve, um, for him at Finley's and, uh, I I asked everybody to pretend like nothing happened and to forgive and forget so that we could have a good Christmas. And I I had when I found out when I found everything out, I was doing a photo shoot for the Res crew. Yeah. I was doing some Christmas minis and I I was on the Res doing some stuff with them. And thankfully, I had those girls to lean on. I yeah. was I would bitch to them all day every day about everything. I was crying. I was I didn't sleep for about five days. I wasn't eating. I was a wreck. And I was trying to figure out, like, do I stick it out with this guy because we have kids? I love him. Let, let's try it. And um, in the end, he went away to work again. And I told him, nah, I can't do this shit. Yeah. I. And then three weeks later, he brought the girl home. He brought the girl he was cheating on me with. He brought her home to my kids. I wasn't allowed to see my kids for the time that she was here. I wasn't allowed to step foot in my house. Um, my whole world just came crashing down. And... um. I just, I was lost and lonely and scared. And I started dating somebody that I really shouldn't have dated. Um, we were just not a good match, but I was trying to cling on to anything and anyone. Yeah. And um, the most important thing that I needed to do was get a job to be able to support myself and my kids and do this on my own. Yeah. And um, getting on with Peterson's was a blessing because I started working and I, I became friends with your wife, Amanda. Yeah. And I, I started hanging out more with other mom friends and it was, that's what helped me get through everything. And, um, yeah, I think we covered all the sad shit. I, I lost my, well, I lost my brother. I lost an aunt and uncle in that year. My dad also went bankrupt the year that I lost my brother. So I, okay, we'll start to reorder that. Lost my uncle. My dad lost his house. I terminated mm. pregnancy. My brother committed suicide. I lost an aunt, two aunts actually that year. Um, and then I got pregnant, uh, lost the house, bought a house down South, had to move, come back home, shit, hit the fan with my mom, took her in. Um, that was all kind of not in order, but, and then, uh, and then, yeah, the guy that I was engaged to and, and planning to marry was messing around the entire time. Mm. And, um, I'm just trying to pick up the pieces now. That's where I'm at now. That's. Life's that's been heavy. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, that's heavy. He's been really nasty for for a little bit, but he's he's got his good days and bad days. We're all just trying to work through the motions and stuff. Like it's not easy. Or it's 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 hard separating in general. Yeah, and we've got two kids, and um, yeah, he's a good dad. So, well, you know what? Let's not even <laughs> let's not go there. But a lot has happened, and um. I'm just grateful that Peterson's hired me. When Carl called me, I, I applied and a couple of weeks later, Carl gave me a call and, and I didn't know what was going on. You know, he's like, do you have time for an interview? And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm good. We can talk now. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my, my toddlers are screaming downstairs, but like, yeah, I can talk. And then <laughs> uh, he did the interview and uh, he's like, okay, well, um, we start usually at this time. And how would you feel about starting then? I was like, wait, I got the job. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I started bawling my eyes out because, uh -huh. you know, I was going through so much at the time and getting a job was my savior. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was what was going to make or break me. Yeah. And, and getting that job was like, 
It was heaven yeah. sent. It was the best thing. I just cried and cried and cried. Yeah. My throat hurts. I was really happy uh, when I got that job. Um, Cause well, it, I heard you, you got in there and I yeah. was like, oh, frig. I I'm, I want to go back frig. there. Frig. Frig. So uh, I was at work and then it's like, I want to call them, but when am I going to call them? I'm not going to call them at work. Like, so I, when I was doing, I was doing recycling run and then I was like, I'm going to call. And it's called, um, and I talked to Carl and then we basically just did an interview there and then they called me. Right when you called? Yeah. Wow. Um, he didn't like say, okay, you start this time or whatever. He's like, uh, like I already had the impression I got the job, but he's like, Terry will get a hold of you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Then here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. I enjoy this job a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot better than your last one. You're not stressed. Yeah. Your biggest stress, they say, is the fat guy. And having to shit when you can't shit. Friggin' fat guy, man. No, you know what? You do some sketchy dumps, right? Like that's that's pretty nerve wracking. Yeah, just the past week, but they're it's kind of entertaining at least. Good. I'm glad you're at that point now because you weren't. Yeah. You were not. Yeah. The first day is sketching and uh, dumping in the sketchy spot, and I'm like stressed out all day. (laughs) I asked him his first time uh, dumping in the place where he was uh, uh, midway through the shift. I was like, "Do you want to like get some ice cream at the end of at the end of work, (laughs) or get some jerky or something?" He's like, "No, no, I'm good." And then I told him like it'll uh, like it'll be fine eventually. And now I guess he's saying it's fun. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's more it's. And I like it because I like get to drive through like the trees a little bit, and it's a nice little road. Oh, no. and you freaking were singing a song, weren't you? Country ya? roads take me home. Yeah, yeah. And then it's longer drive too, so it's like an extra ten minutes each way going there. Yeah, so less. Yeah, your your loads were like forty five minutes, eh? Yeah, the one day they were 45 minutes from getting lo- from dump to dump. Yeah, I think mine was about a half hour. 25 minutes to a half hour is how long it takes me to do a full load. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something that I was going to mention, too. I can't remember, though. I don't know. My life is really not that sad, though. I'm fine. Life is great. I cry about two, three times a day, but I'm good. No, no, That's seriously. That's a lot of crying. <laughs> do you ever see me crying in the cab? I keep it in the cab. I, 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 I can't see that much detail. No, no. Glass. And plus we kind of zoom by Especially each other. Especially considering there's sometimes there's a bearded big man that I think is you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I think he's you too. Um, what I do, I never wear sunglasses. If you see me with sunglasses, I'm crying and oh. I don't want you to see it. Yeah. Well, now if anyone at work listens to this, they're going to know, frig. No, Frig. I, I freaking cry. Ask DJ, like I'll text him and be like, oh, I just cried. I just bawled my eyes out. I cry a lot, but it's because there's still a lot going on in life right now. I thought I was going to cry last night. Why? Not during the night, but I'm like, oh, Frig, Dave's going to be moving. Uh, I'm going to be all drunk and start crying with him. You didn't? No, I was pretty like, uh, like considering we were drinking, I was pretty sober, I would say. Yeah. I had a few yeah. last night, and I wasn't, usually, it doesn't take much to get me buzzed, but I, I was not, I was pretty good. Yeah. I think I'm building a tolerance, which is not a good thing. I'm not a cheap drunk anymore. Yeah, that's good. No, that's it's good. not. I don't want, I don't want to have to spend so much money oh, on alcohol. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I want to be a cheap drunk. I'm a pretty. Cheers. 
I have no more drink. I can't cheers. Cheers to nothing. Refill. Refill. Who's going to refill? Are we taking a break? Should we pause it? We'll be, we'll be right back after yeah. these messages. Do a message, please. Please do an ad. Do a Helix. I did Helix, Helix last Okay, pod. do BetterHelp. I like BetterHelp. Not BetterHelp. I hate BetterHelp. Okay, do Manscaped. 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 Did you ever need the perfect thing to shave your balls? Well, now it's here, and it's got a friggin' flashlight. Also, it's waterproof. Friggin'. The Lawnmower 3.0. Like, it also comes with a mat, so you shave your junk, the hair lands on the mat, you throw it out. And why? Why do we put deodorant in our armpits and not on our balls? No longer. There is now ball deodorant. You you rub it on your balls and they no longer stink. <laughs> like, who, why did it take a quarantine for someone to start selling this? I don't even have one, but I really want to get one. I know. You know what? When we hear these stupid ads, I want to get shit from the, Manscaped. Yeah, there's, there's I want to get lot. stuff. There's these shady is, rays I want to get. Is bald deodorant an actual thing? Yeah. No. What's yeah. going to happen when you go down? Like, why? who wants to? Who wants well, to? Well, I think you just put it in the gooch. <laughs> Yeah, and okay, and if you go down to the gooch, who's going to want to taste? Are you going in the gooch? <laughs> Let's not get into it. But seriously, who the heck? Well, I guess like for girls, <laughs> for girls, you put freaking uh, deodorant under their boobs. Sometimes I guess I don't do that personally, but like I don't know. I wouldn't personally myself. If we're talking about it, I would not enjoy that myself. But I think like, there's also an anti-chafing cream that I could get behind that. Yes, for sure. I because used to never chase. For your comfort, for your yeah. comfort, right? But de- ball deodorant? Why? <laughs> Why? Who, like a natural smelling, whatever. Okay, let's take a we break. We could research this. Research the ball deodorant? Yeah, the ball deodorant. Okay, let's find it. Let's find it. <laughs> Everyone, go on Google right now. Pause this podcast. <laughs> go. Well, you don't have to pause it. Go on your go on your uh, search engines there yeah. and go find this and use code Joshua for 15% off. Yeah. No, imagine. The 99. I don't have a voice for podcasts, so I cannot do your ads for you. <laughs> Are you going to press pause? I'm yes. going to pee. Okay. So I, I just did a quick Google on ball deodorant. While we had our little break. While we had our little break. Yeah. And the doctor suggests that men should use antiperspirants along the scrotum on the daily as they would for their underarms. Are you kidding? To keep it extra dry, you can use a talc powder like Gold Bond and or any antiperspirant you'd use for your underarms. Why? To defunk your junk. Defunk your junk. So Your balls smell and that's not okay. It's not okay? It's not okay. That's what it says unmashable.com well i guess it would be the same as like girls douching no i don't know anything about douching and i know nothing (laughs) about balls (laughs) and and the anti-chafing is part of the ball deodorant oh yeah i could get behind the chafing right like the anti-chafing but like the ball deodorant <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard that. There's no one in this room. There's not yeah. Joshua's wife hanging out with us listening. <laughs> listening to our conversation. Would you like ball deodorant for me? He's asking Amanda, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
She's taking a minute to think about that. I yeah. personally, I don't, okay. would not. So I should get some ball deodorant. Do it. And even if you don't like it, at least you tried it. Can't yeah. beat it until you try it, right? Yeah, Is that that's the, what they say. She'll be beating it and it'll smell good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Explicit content. Yes. We should uh, probably add that in like the. There's, the, ex- yeah. I do make these episodes marked with explicit content. Yeah. Just in case. We touched on a lot of not really heavy subjects. Like we just talked a little bit about some things that might trigger people. Yeah. But I, we didn't really get into detail about the really sad stuff. No. So um, something that I left out of the the little sad part about my life was just uh, the amount of sexual assault that has happened throughout my life. But that's, yeah, that's another heavy thing. But I I say I function pretty good for someone that's been yeah. through some shit. Yeah. But I definitely would not have, have been this good if I didn't have, like I said, amazing friends help me get through this shit been good but i did pick up smoking recently yeah i was smoking through high school and then yeah i quit for a bit and then started smoking again when i got pregnant i stopped yeah but you know you just gotta have some bad habits well up until probably within the past few weeks i would always say cigarettes are awesome right mm-hmm. i i liked to smoke i i think i was doing it socially for a bit yeah. And now it's, I kind of like doing it on my own. I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoy the taste. Well, I got a vape when I was working in my last job because I was really close to starting to smoke again. Yeah. And, uh, and then like, I w- well, I would end up smoking sometimes. And then, uh, but like, now like I, I, it, it's a turn I had off. to smoke on my birthday. Yeah. Because oh, Amanda yeah. said, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, a cigarette. Yeah, we did it. And it, it tasted nasty. Yeah, Josh does um, not. He didn't want any more. So I think that's something that vape, the vape helped me with. Because yeah. it tastes so freaking good. You like the vape taste? Yeah. 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 And, and now a cigarette tastes like freaking shit. So. Sure, sure. You know what? I wanted to add that this is, in podcasts, you hear a lot of people say, sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, no for sure. For sure. Yeah, no yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um I Josh tried to get me to to get into vaping too. The one morning I went to go pick him up to go to work and we stopped at the Husky and I was like, "Oh, I'll I'll get a pack of cigarettes." And then uh Josh was like, I asked him, "Should I do vape or cigarettes? Like I don't really want to pick up smoking that much." And he's like, oh, vape, vape. So I got the vape, but then I also got cigarettes. And I, I vaped <laughs> that day. Man, it made me feel like such shit. I, I, it gave me a headache. My tummy was hurting. I would much rather smoke than vape. So there's that. I got a burp. Gross. Oh, excuse me. Gross. Sorry. Girls burp and fart. I'm not. I'm talking about the smoking. It's so dirty. It's disgusting. Who would ever smoke? You guys are nasty. <laughs> oh, people rip on me all the time for smoking, but... I'll quit when I want to quit. Yeah. Something I haven't done in a long time is a coffee and a cigarette, and that was always a good morning. I couldn't do coffee and cigarette. No? I couldn't. No. I, I'll give me a cold pop. I'll freaking do it. Give yeah. me some junk food and a cold pop, and I'll enjoy my cigarette much more. Yeah? I can't. Yeah. I, I, if I'm eating. Pepsi and some butts. Yeah, Pepsi and Butch. Yeah. <laughs> I love my freaking Pepsi is the go-to, but like Coke, I could do, I, it has to be a dark pop and I'll freaking yeah. love it. I've been getting into ginger ale lately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do, like Pops, I'll, I'll do it if it's available. Yeah. Dark Pops. 
I like ginger ale because it like it, it really tingles my throat, but I don't feel like shit after. <laughs> is this the topic we're on now? This is where we're at. Is this the dry end of the podcast? Yes. This is is this where we chime in and say, "Oh, Sean Hayes," and he does the bye. Friggin' no bye. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else, like anyone that's listening, if you listen to Smartlist, they they have their signature way to end the podcast, and Josh hates it. And I told him, I'm going to end the podcast the way they do. And he's like, don't freaking do that. Because they, they do this annoying little bye all the time. You can't say How about it. you? Die. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We said, that. we said that that's how it's going to end, too. Die. Yeah. Instead of bye. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming, Steph. No, I got one more thing. Oh. I love talking. This okay. Is not, this is not the end. Okay. This, this is how I'm going to end it. I'm going to say, now that I'm a mom, too. Um, I will say that, that the hardest job I've ever done was being a mom. I would 100% all the time choose an actual job over being a stay at home mom. That was the most challenging, most difficult, scary, um, depressing thing that I've ever had to do is be a mom. And I guess my situation was different than, well, no, people have twins all the time, but like yeah. um, adopting a baby not not long after my, my first child was born, that was pretty heavy. That was hard. And um, my hardest job yet was being a mom. And uh, you got a long way to go. A long way to go. What do you mean? Oh, for You're being a mom. Be a mom forever. Yeah. For the rest of my life. Yeah. Oh, unless they, you know, emancipate themselves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's sad. I was going to say I would. No, 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 no. My children ever do that, I'll somehow force them to be my children for yeah. the rest of their life. I'm gonna like come up with a law, yeah, where like my children have to be my kids forever. Yeah, but, I adopted one of you. You can't unadopt yourself. Right? Yeah. It's funny because like uh, if anyone who knows my kids, Amelia is the easiest baby. She was the easiest, most laid back, most independent, best child ever. Even yeah. to this day, like she's everybody's favorite, and. It's funny. She's the adopted one and, and everyone adores her the most. I love my son, you know, but he's difficult as hell. And I always say, like, if I were to have another kid, they would have to be like Amelia because yeah. she's the best. We can end it now. That was it. That was my piece. I appreciate you for, for taking the time. And hopefully everyone listens to the the entire thing and, and hopefully they don't get bored halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. This is a long one. It was long. That's what she said. Oh, my <laughs> that's what she said that's what no nah. that's what she said <laughs> joshua okay all right thanks for coming steph thank you joshua uh, thanks listeners uh, gotta... like comment rate subscribe share yes. show your grandma show show everybody joshua has a page now i told him you I need to make some social media so you need to like that stuff yeah um he'll hopefully be more active on that like that us side. on facebook you need to rate. You need to rate this podcast. Go on there, give it five freaking stars. Yeah. Okay? And uh, I'm now on Twitter. I have no followers, and I'm not following anybody yet. Uh, but it's at the ninety nine pod. Oh, that's what it is. Follow me on Twitter. I'll have to go um, on Twitter. I haven't made a tweet because I don't want to tweet at nobody. So I need at least one follower for me to ramble on. Okay. So you got you got Facebook. Twitter. Yeah. Everybody go subscribe and like, rate, and leave a review. Yeah, leave, Get a, this guy, leave a freaking review. Because leave we want a this freaking review. 
We want this to continue for Joshua. I need to listen to something interesting while I'm rock trucking. Yeah. You know, rock and rock trucker. Yeah. So go boost this guy up so he can continue this. We'd like to thank Stephanie for coming on tonight. We had just a blast recording this. Um, looking forward to having more guests on the show, hearing more about people in our world um right now obviously it's most it's just people from our town but uh we like hearing their stories i hope you do too looking forward to having more people on the show um sharing their life stories uh making us laugh maybe making you cry um thanks for listening to the 99 podcast and like share rate comment subscribe 